Yo, 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 what's going on, sports fans? Welcome to 515 Sports Podcast. I'm Max Olson alongside B-Rock Beerman and Chase Winterborn. How are we doing today, fellas? We are doing. How are you doing, my man? You know, ready to talk a little sports with the boys. You know how it is, man. It's football season. Football season is here, baby. We ready. Yes, sir. You know we are, and you know. I'm excited as well as you guys just to kind of get ready to roll here. And as we do, we're going to be talking about two conferences this week. You know, we got two big ones. They're not the mainstays in college football by any means, but they do produce some winners. Nonetheless, we're going to be talking about the ACC first. Then we will go to the Pac-12. Definitely. The podcast is uh, starting off quick with the ACC conference. Uh, We're going to talk about standings conference champions our predictions on that as well as potential playoff contenders if not national championship contenders which we will get more into championship contenders overall probably next week when we talk about the sec and other conferences but there might be some dark horse contenders here in the acc and pac-12 as we start out starting out with the acc conference i would love to hear your guys's thoughts on the conference as a whole as well as getting into some of the standings and where you guys see some of the teams going from there. All righty. We're going to start from the top here. I'm just going to go conference champion first, like Brock said. I'm going Clemson here. I know, pretty chalk pick by me. I think Clemson bounces back this year. I think their defense is going to be solid like it was last year. Also, banking on my boy DJ to have a lot better year than last year as well. We saw freshman year, he had those two good games. And last year, he just really didn't look like himself at all. I'm I'm banking on him this year, bouncing back. I think he has a lot better year, his junior year. He helps him give a good NFL look for the scouts. And I have them beating Pittsburgh in the championship game. I will say this, with the preseason polls that came out, the Atlantic division is, you know, it's ranked based on Clemson first, NC State second, Wake Forest, Louisville, Florida State, Boston College, Syracuse. That's how the – Atlantic plays out based on the preseason poll, which is voted on by media members and head coaches and however it may be. The Coastal Division is uh, Miami is first, Pittsburgh, North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, and Duke. So uh, Chase said his picks are Clemson taking down Pittsburgh, which Pittsburgh is picked second in the Coastal. And like Chase said, uh, Clemson is finished, projected first in the Atlantic I am also on Clemson. I'm just agreeing with Chase here on all this is that DJ does get a good look um, by a lot. You know, I think he bounces back. Like Chase said, I think there's a lot for him to build off last year. I think sometimes, you know, when you have that down year, you have such an opportunity to bounce back in such a unique way with that Clemson program because it is so historic, historically good, right? They've had quarterbacks like, you know, Trevor Lawrence come through there, Deshaun Watson, like all those guys that can play. And I think, you know, Dabo's not just going to recruit some guy off the street who can't really play. And so DJ obviously has that ability in, and we saw it when they played Notre Dame on the road. Um, but it's just really live up to it. And I think he will this year. Atlantic division is down a little bit, so I don't see anyone really giving them a run for their money. I do like Wake in that division, but that might be a topic for later discussion. Yes. In the Coastal, I mean, I, I think it is Miami as well, a little bit of chalk, and I think – just a team to look out for is just – I like Virginia a lot as a team to come out and just kind of be on people there. Brendan Armstrong come back. I think I think there's there's places for Virginia to come through there. Um, I know they're picked to finish fourth in that Coastal Division, but 
I don't know if they can get over the top because they're not going to be as loaded as some teams. Miami ultimately gets it done with Chris Ball as the head coach coming over from Oregon, kind of reinstilling a little bit of that, you know, the U of kind of came where it came from. So I think I got Clemson and Miami in the championship game, and I mean, it's hard to pick against Clemson. So I, I do think Clemson gets it done in the championship game, but I think Miami will be, be good this year for sure. Great picks by both of y'all. Uh, overall, I would have to agree with Chase, though. Clemson and Pitt is what I have for conference championship, and I have Clemson winning it. You guys talked about DJ having a bounce back year, and I definitely think that's possible with the team that they have built together. But honestly, it's the rushing game that I think that might decide and separate them from everybody else in the ACC with um, Will Shipley and Kobe Pace coming back, both of them having over 500 rushing yards last season, Will having 11 touchdowns. And so that rushing attack is going to be a key part to their success this season, as well as their defensive line is going to be stacked. And they are looking to continue their dominance from last season where they only gave up 15 points a game on average. Clemson as a whole, when I look at it, they did have a rough season last year. Of course, they played Georgia starting out in the year, so their schedule didn't help a lot. But I could see this team being a dark horse overall just championship in general national championship contender because of that rushing game because of that defense last year Georgia showed that your defense is like main part about winning a championship in the college football playoffs so if they can continue that 15 points per game keep it low like that while also being able to run the ball and hopefully DJ bounces back this year and has a more improved season I could see Clemson not only making the playoffs not only winning the conference championship Ooh. game, but even winning the national championship. All right, Brock. Hey, I'm going to bounce off of that too. Kind of going into our playoff contenders. I really like that too because I have their schedule pulled up. They start out at Georgia Tech. They're not losing that. Home against Furman and then Louisiana Tech. So start out a uh, play right here. And then obviously they got their last not conference against South Carolina, which I know we'll talk about in later episodes. Brock's all over them. But anyways, I mean, that is a pretty manageable um, three games right there to start off the season. And I think it'd be good for them to start out 3-0, build some confidence, you know, compared to last season. So that's just what I'm going to add to that too, Brock. And I'm going to continue this going off of that. You mentioned non-conference. They do play Notre Dame this season. It is at yep. Notre Dame, but it is after a bye week. And yep. I feel like with how this team is put together and how they have a veteran head coach in Dabble Sweeney, he's won championships before. Um, Notre Dame, of course, is always a name brand. They'll always be competitive of some sort. So uh, expect that game to be a really good game against Clemson and Notre Dame later in that season. And it might actually decide whether Clemson gets over that hump and gets into the playoffs or if they even prove whether they're legit title contenders. Yep. Yeah, and I guess, you know, kind of like both of you guys said, like I guess we all were kind of on it at the beginning. Clemson's going to have a great defense. They're going to have solid playmakers. Like, they're going to have all the pieces. It's just going to end up being, can DJ do what is needed to be done from that quarterback position to make it work? Because we see teams with elite quarterbacks who maybe they don't have the defense. Maybe they don't have the playmakers. Maybe they don't have the rushing game. Clemson's going to have it all. So it's really going to be on his shoulders. And like, like I said at the beginning, I mean, we've seen him do it. At that away game at Notre Dame two years ago, I think, when Lawrence was out. Dude balled. I mean, he put on a show, and so he has it in him. Last year, we saw that he's definitely got some downside to him. 
will he write that ship is going to be kind of the main factor, I think, for Clemson because, like you said, Brock, they're going to have a great rushing game. They're going to have the D-line. They're going to have all the pieces to be successful. Just how will he play is going to be the key, and honestly, to the whole ACC as a whole, as a conference. Yeah, I agree, Max. And um, just kind of going off of this, too, we've been talking about three main teams here, right? Clemson, Pitt, Miami. I know some people are wondering, what about NC State? So I'm going to ask you guys, how are we feeling about NC State? So in the ACC, I'm always on the uh, train, I guess, of there's there's always going to be those teams where they're going to be fighting it out, right? Like NC State's never bad. Like they're never bad. Like they're going to have people, but I don't, I don't know if that's going to be enough to put them over the hump of, you know, beating a fifth year in Sam Hartman, right, from Wake Forest or beating Clemson, who's got maybe has DJ at full strength. Like I don't know if that's going to be enough for them. I mean, while you talk about that, they do have the preseason first team all ACC quarterback in Devin yeah. Leary. So, right. like, and if and if he, I, if he can live up to that, go for it. But I just, I don't think that he's gonna be. He can live up to it enough to get them over that hump, where you have a Clemson in your in your division. I think DJ bounces back this year. I think most of us can kind of agree with that. I don't. I don't know if. NC State's going to get that jump from him where he can overtake DJ as the top quarterback because you almost have to be the top quarterback in that league because you're going to, like you said, Brock, you're going to have to go against that Clemson defense. And to add on to that, uh, they lost two rushing attacks that combined had 1,400 rushing yards last season for that team. So as a whole, they're going to have to find a new running back who could provide at least a good amount of yards, if not two running backs like they did last year with uh, Knight and Rick Person. So they will be a good team. Their defense has most of their starters back. So they will be legit on the defensive end, um, if not getting a little better compared to last year. They did beat Clemson last year. So there's a little silver lining to this whole thing saying that NC State could beat Clemson because they have beaten Clemson, especially with this team. So it'll be interesting to see what this team will do, but honestly, Clemson, I just feel like they took the hit last year. They're going to get up and improve on everything and just be a legit team this year. Yeah, I agree, Brock. And just kind of like my final takes on it is I feel like a lot of it is they're getting a ton of expectations coming this year. I mean, they had, I believe, 17 returning starters. Defense will be outstanding. Obviously, they got the ACC preseason player of the year. I don't know. I just think expectations are going to be way too high for this team. Just and like what Max said, I mean, we have never seen them do it in the past. I just think it's going to be too much for them. Um, I mean, I'm pulling for them. I would love to see NC State win this conference, but I just think it's going to be a little too much for them. And I think what you guys are saying, I think Clemson is the team to beat here. So. I do want to talk about some of the uh, not necessarily dark horses, but teams in the middle of the pack that are going to be entertaining to watch. If not, could pick up a couple games or if you guys want to call them dark horses could potentially win one of the divisions, if not a conference championship this year. I am. So I'm interested to see what you guys have on your guys's list for dark horses or people to watch for. Yes. I'll start off here. So I, I feel horrible saying this, but I think a team to watch out for, and it sucks they have a really tough schedule, 
But I think Florida State, and I know they've been bad for a while, but I think they got the talent this year to surprise some people. Now their their schedule is pretty difficult, so I don't really see it happening. But I think that they could definitely make some noise this year. Uh, last year they finished four and four in conference play, so nothing really special. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Florida State here to make some noise, possibly in the ACC. Max, what do you got? I mean, I, I kind of hinted at it earlier a little bit. I, I'm on Virginia a little bit this year just because they got Brendan Armstrong coming back for that, you know, for this year after he was speculated to go to the draft and he and ended up coming back this year kind of because he got hurt at the end of last year. But he's coming back this year. So Virginia's going to have that quarterback like we talked about, especially I feel like especially in the in the ACC, you need to have a quarterback that is that you he has to be solid, right? He's not going to turn it over. He's not going to do anything out of the ordinary. He's going to do be within himself, which I think a good Brennan Armstrong is going to compete with a lot of the quarterbacks in the ACC. And I also really like Virginia's schedule for him because they start out, you know, with Richmond, who they should win. They play Illinois. Then they take on Old Dominion. Then they got Syracuse. Then they got Duke. Then they got Louisville. Then they got Georgia Tech. Like, they haven't played anybody from the top of that division that they're in, Coastal. They haven't played anybody from that that's at the projected to finish at the top, and they're, like, halfway through the season. Then they take on Miami. Then they take on UNC. Then they take on Pittsburgh. Then they finish it out with, you know, Virginia Tech. But to me, that is, like, an ideal schedule for them. I think with Brent Armstrong being able to lead them, you know, they'll be able to figure out who they are right away, and they'll have that leadership where they can kind of gut it through those first couple games where everything's kind of rocky, kind of rocky, and then they're able to pick it up towards the end where they got all their good teams on the back half. But I think if Virginia can kind of hang with everybody at the beginning, get through it, and then at the end have everybody kind of, this is who we are as a team, right? Like, this is what we're going to do. Have your grounding and then just go for it and see what happens. I like their chances. I'm not going to say they're going to win the conference by any means, but I like them to be a sneaky pick there too. I don't necessarily have a dark horse. I have a team that's going to be entertaining to watch. They might pick up some upsets. The only problem is, is they have probably a top 10 toughest schedule in college football this year. And that is Louisville. I really like Malik Cunningham. I mean, dude is just a beast on the offensive end at quarterback. 2,900 passing yards, 19 touchdowns, over 1,000 yards rushing. And they also have his top receiver in Marshawn Ford back, who had 550 receiving yards. So this offense is going to be legit. I think they added a couple of people that are going to help out the offense a little bit. But it's their schedule that just – I cannot pick them to win a lot of games this year. I don't know if they're going to be bowl eligible, but, like, when you got – an ACC stint where you go pit one week, Wake Forest the next week, and then you have James Madison to break up the ACC a little bit, and then you go at Clemson, NC State. That's just a tough billing to pull, you know, when you're Louisville trying to bounce back from not necessarily a tough year, but six and seven is not necessarily the greatest record. And uh, from the looks of it, um, their coach might be, a little bit on the warmer side when it comes to his seat and his position in the program. So hopefully the players show up and Malik Cunningham can lead them to a great season. Cause I really think this team could be really fun to watch. It's just the fact that they really pulled a tough schedule here. And I don't know if I could see them having really a successful season. Yes. I like that pick a lot, Brock. 
I think, you know, we, we kind of hinted at it here, all three of us, is that it, it really does kind of depend on your schedule, right? Like, if you pull a tough, tough draw, it's like, ugh, I mean, especially in that Atlantic division, right? You, you're going to have to play Clemson at some point. You're going to have to play NC State at some point. Like, you're going to have to play all those guys. I think the Coastal is probably the lesser of the two divisions in terms of, like, who you can get. Um, that's why I like Virginia a little bit, and their schedule is so back-heavy that the only thing that's going to hose them is if they get a lot of injuries, right? If they get people hurt in some of those games, then it's going to be a little bit – it's going to be tougher for them. But I think you get that time to figure out who you are, whereas, like, you are talking about Brock Louisville, you pretty much got no time. Like, you better come in ready to go. And that that's hard in football. I think it's hard for a lot of teams to do in football is to come in right off the rip. This is who we are. This is how we're going to do it. Maybe we're going to run it down your throat. Maybe we're going to be an air raid offense. Like, maybe our defense is going to blitz. Maybe we're, like, a 4-3. Like, you don't – some of that stuff is so moving – that you don't know anything about it until you've played a couple games. And if your couple games are super hard right away, then that's tough. Like we saw it last year with Ohio State, right? They played Oregon right away, didn't even really know who they were, got beat, and then they couldn't make the playoffs because they lost that first game to Oregon. And Oregon kind of hung around, like credit them. But, I mean, if you don't know who you are right away and you get beat, it's kind of tough to come back from that. Definitely. That's what makes those uh, national championship teams so special because they, from day one, buy into who they are. They know that they have a chance to be something. That's why usually at the end of the year, the teams that we expect are the ones either competing, if not picking up that trophy at the end of the season, because we know that they are programs that are developed, are willing to buy in and commit themselves to winning a national championship. All right, as we uh, wrap up our talk about the ACC conference, we've hit on different things uh, about Clemson definitely being one of the dominant teams in the nation, not just in the conference. Pitt and Miami being a force in the Coastal Division. We're going to hit everybody's overall predictions in the conference, starting with the Atlantic, then going to the Coastal, and then anybody's best bet. If you guys want to talk about those, you can hit on those as well. So we'll start with Chase. Thank you, Brock. Appreciate it. All right, so starting off the Atlantic, I'll just go top to bottom. I got Clemson, NC State, Wake Forest. I think Sam Hartman's still that guy. Louisville, Florida State. I know I said Florida State was my sleeper team. I think the schedule, though, catches up to them. They do have the talent. We're going to go BC and Syracuse to round out. And then for the Coastal, I'm going Pitt, Miami, UNC, which kind of risky, but I'm going UNC, VTech, Virginia, GTech, and Duke. And then my favorite bet for this entire conference, Max is going to love this one. We're going Virginia under four and a half conference wins, Ooh. minus 165 on DK, kind of juicy, but love the play. Reasoning behind this is because, yes, like you said, Max, they got Brennan Armstrong. However, I think it's going to be kind of tough for them at first. They have to replace five new offense linemen. Which, I mean, you can have as good of a quarterback as you want, but if you don't have the offense line to run any plays, I mean, you can't really do anything. So I think it's going to take them a little bit to get going. And I'm not really super impressed from their defense. It's all right, but I don't think they're going to have much pass rush. They run that 3-3-5 a little bit like Iowa State does, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't think that they're going to really be able to get to the quarterback much. I think teams are just going to be able to run all over them. But that is going to be my favorite bet is Virginia under four and a half conference wins. All right. All right. You do you, man. Uh, <laughs> I, 
I think so. If I'm ranking on my Atlantic, I'm going Clemson, NC State, Wake Forest. I'll put Florida State fourth. Then I'll get Louisville, Boston College, and Syracuse. I think we can all kind of agree Syracuse is bottom tier in that division. Um, if I'm going Coastal, I'm going Miami, Pitt, Virginia, baby. Then I'm going <laughs> North Carolina, VTech, Georgia Tech, and Duke. And I guess, you know, if I had to have a best bet, I'd probably take Virginia <laughs> over conference wins, oh to be my. honest with you. I like them. I like them a lot. I think, you know, okay, four and a half. If we're saying four and a half is the number, five is doable. Five is doable. Let's, like, you can beat Syracuse. You can beat Duke. You can beat Louisville. You can beat Georgia Tech. Then you just got to beat one of Miami, UNC, Pitt, or Virginia Tech, which I think is doable. <laughs> Chase and me not agreeing. Who's surprised? But, hey. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> that's what I think. We'll see what happens, but that is my predictions. Brock, let me hear it. All right. So for mine in the Atlantic, I have Clemson at one, NC State at two, Wake Forest at three, Louisville at four. I was kind of hesitant on that, but I just, I don't know, something about this team I believe in, even though they have a tough schedule. Florida State at five. Florida State could be sneaky, though. I know that yes, I was, Chase, Chase hit on it earlier. Yeah, like you said. This team could be sneaky good and could catch some teams by surprise. And who knows? They could honestly finish a couple places higher than number five. Boston College at six, Syracuse at seven. I mean, I guess everybody kind of has Boston College and Syracuse finishing at the bottom. It's not a shock at all. So might as well join the party on that one. So for the Coastal, I have Pitt at one, Miami at two. And I think those two are the top two teams. And the game at Miami on November 26th is going to decide who is going to represent the Coastal Division in the ACC Championship game. And at three, at Virginia Tech, really, I just like Virginia Tech just because <laughs> of their, their traditions and all that that they have. They do have, a, they do have a new head coach. I really don't have a reason, just wanted to be different, but Virginia Tech at three. And if for some reason they do finish at three for some reason, I mean, it'll look good on my resume, you know. Uh, <laughs> North, North Carolina at four. I mean, I don't really think this team is going to be terrible, but replacing a quarterback is always difficult. A lot of teams, I feel like, struggle to start out. It's about whether they adapt and end up turning it around at the end of the year and progress. So um, five is Virginia. I, yeah, the offensive line is an issue. They did gain. A Thank couple you, of, they they did gain a couple of FCS transfers. They do have a couple of great offensive players at quarterback Brennan Armstrong, like you mentioned, Max, will be fun to watch, but I just don't think they have a team that's ready to compete in the ACC. Georgia Tech at six and Duke at five, which is fairly similar to everybody else's. But yeah, that's what I have. And that will wrap up the ACC play. I really don't have a best bet. Didn't really look at betting lines for the ACC as a whole. It's all right, Brock. It's Max against the Max against the field, like always, baby. <laughs> Let's ride. If, if I do have to pick between you guys though on that over under what was it four and a half that you said chase four and a half brock four and a half that's eight and that's conference play only right conference wins yep i, I i'm it's sorry okay. max i'm gonna have it's to go okay. under on that one i just max don't think the experience the i just don't think the experience is there but we'll with that what w- with that we'll end acc talk and move over to uh the conference that might not conference be around the conference of champions the conference of champions <laughs> but for now, I guess, if, if it's still here in a couple of years or so. 
We're talking the Pac-12. Two of their teams announced before the season, of course, that they will be moving to the Big Ten. That is USC and UCLA. So that's a big hit to the Pac-12. And there are a bunch of rumors of even more realignment within that conference, whether that's adding teams or taking away teams. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about predictions about this season. We'll start it out with Chase again, talking about Pac-12 predictions. And remember, there are no divisions this year. Pac-12 is going off of the top two teams in the conference in general to represent in the conference championship game. So, Chase, if you want to start us off, let's hear it. Yes, sir. All righty. It is weird. We got no divisions, so we have to go top to bottom with no divisions. So, leading off, I'm going to take Utah at one. I'm going. I love this one. I absolutely love it. Oregon at two. All right. USC three. UCLA four. Oregon State at five. Go Beavs. I'm going to go Washington at six. Washington State at seven. Arizona at eight. Stanford, nine, Arizona State, 10, Cal, 11, and Colorado, 12. And my favorite bet from this conference, and we can get into this too, I'm going Arizona State under four and a half conference wins. Now, I don't know if uh, you guys have heard, but the whole NCAA investigation thing going on with Arizona State right now had 17 players transfer program is a mess no idea how Herm Edwards has a job right now but he does um I think them losing their quarterback Daniels last year they're gonna have to replace him they do have Emory Jones from Florida as you guys um would know and I think he's gonna be okay right but I just think the program is a disaster right now I don't think they're gonna be able to concentrate all year they're gonna have so much news going around him I think the under four and a half hits easily a little juicy at 145 but I still absolutely love it Max. First, I'll uh, butt in a little bit, and I definitely agree with your Arizona State pick and idea. Herm Edwards probably won't have a job at the end of the year. I don't know what Max thinks. We'll probably end up hearing more about that in a couple seconds. (sighs) But like you said, they added some transfers with Emory Jones at quarterback and others. But you can't guarantee that a talented team or even a team that is somewhat talented, that is all based off of transfers, haven't like had the time to develop that chemistry will be successful with all these off the field issues and allegations and distractions. So Arizona state, I'll get into mine later, definitely on the bottom half of the pac 12, but yeah, Herm Edwards, his seat's getting a little warm. Um, Definitely very warm. Yeah. Very warm. Definitely look at Arizona state to possibly make a move at the end of the year. So yeah, Max, what you got? Um, so I'm on USC a lot this year. So if I had to go right Oh, brother. You know I am. I mean, you know I am. You oh, know, brother. You know, are you, you just are you just a Lincoln Riley guy? I I am. And I'm like I like their whole team as a whole. So if I'm ranking it, I'll go okay, I'll go Utah one. Okay, Utah one. Then I'll go USC. Then I'll go Oregon. Then I'll go UCLA. Then I'll go Beavs, you know, stand up for the Beavs, roll Beavs. Roll Beavs. Probably take Washington State at seven, Washington at six. I guess I did those back. Washington State at six, Washington at seven. Stanford, eight. California, nine. I'll put Arizona State right below Arizona because like we just talked about, I'll go Arizona, 10, Arizona State, 11. 
I'll put Colorado at the bottom. Just I got no reasoning for that. I just want to. So that's my rankings. And no best bet. If you don't, no, no my big best deal. bets. USC to win the Pac-12, baby. Oh my! I know I put Utah first, but I think I think USC wins the Pac-12 in the championship game, like championship winner. Not only did USC get a head coach, they also got the quarterback from Oklahoma, both Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, and at USC now. Pac-12, I have Oregon, number one. Well, based off a of regular season record, it'll be Utah, number one, Oregon, number two. Yes, but sir. Oregon will yes, beat Utah in the Pac-12 championship. Yes, game. sir. Yes, sir. And then number three, I have USC. Number four, I have UCLA. I really don't know how I feel about UCLA. I don't know. I've never been really a Chip Kelly guy, so you can never. I've never had a feel on any of his teams. Usually, when he's supposed to be good at UCLA, he just hasn't performed as well as I thought he would. And then years that I'm like, oh, this team's down. They end up having a decent year. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how his team and Dorian Thompson Robinson perform on the field this year. So it'll be interesting to see what UCLA does. Oregon State at number five. Uh, Washington at six, Washington State at seven, Arizona State at eight, and then Arizona at nine. Reason I have that is because Arizona does have a little bit of a tougher schedule. So that's just what I went with. And they go USC, Utah, UCLA in a span of three weeks. So that will be tough for them, especially with it being at Utah for one of the games and at UCLA for the other. 10 Stanford, 11 Cal, and 12 Colorado. Cal and Colorado, just nothing on paper stands out to me as being a legit team. And uh, they definitely, both of them are going to struggle this year. I like it, Brock. So you wanted to talk a little bit about USC, Chase. Oh, yes. I would love to talk about USC. All right. I think USC is obviously going to be good. All right. I'm not saying USC is going to be bad. Like, I really think that they're definitely a top team in the Pac-12. All right. I'm just... I don't know. I think everybody is losing their minds because Lincoln Riley moves to USC. And obviously, yes, he had success at Oklahoma and he brought over Caleb Williams and all these transfers, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. I'm not really super going to, I'm not really super impressed with their defense. Like I think their offense is going to be fine. I don't know. I'm not super impressed with their defense. Yeah. Like Alex Grinch is man. Lincoln Riley brought him over from Oklahoma. I don't know. I think it's going to take them a little bit, like a couple years to actually like get a good defense as well. Cause I mean, Brock, I know you would like this one, but as we've seen the big 12, Texas, I think they're a pretty similar team. Texas is going to score a bunch. They're not going to get stops. I think that's going to be the exact same thing with USC here. And I don't know. I think Utah is a much better well-rounded team than USC. So I think that they're obviously one. And I want to talk about here a little bit. Um, I know Brock, you had this too, Oregon. Um, I love, love, love the addition here. Obviously, with Chris Ball leaving, the brain over Dan Lanning, the defensive coordinator from Georgia. I love this guy. I think, honestly, the the main reason Oregon – I mean, they were good last year, right? I mean, they played in the Alamo Bowl against Oklahoma. Uh, I think they'll be solid. I think Dan Lanning's going to have that defense right. And I really – I know I'm I, – I love Bo Nix, all right? And Bo Nix got brought over. So I have – a little love for Bo Nix. I think Bo Nix is going to help out this offense a lot because the offense struggled a lot last year. And with Anthony Brown, I think he really just couldn't find himself. So I think Bo Nix helps out this offense. I just have a good feeling, and Brock, you can get into this too, but I think they're going to play a lot for Spencer Webb. Rip Spencer Webb, by the way. Um, I think they're going to have a lot of motivation to play for him, and I think that's going to get them 
to the Pac-12 championship game and a little bit of a surprise pick. I think they beat Utah. So, Brock, you got anything to add on that? Yeah, I, I'm all in on Oregon when it comes to the Pac-12. And like you mentioned, new head coach Dan Lanning from Georgia, defensive coordinator. Everybody know who Oregon plays week one? Yes, yes. Let's talk about Georgia. it. Georgia. I'm not saying that they're <laughs> going to go out week one, Bo Nix is going to go off, and they defeat Georgia. Because, trust me, Georgia last year was dominant on the defensive end. But the fact that they have the defensive coordinator at their head coach, I mean, that's got to be somewhat a little bit of a help with them prepping for this game. So I'm not saying that Georgia's going to lose to Oregon, but don't sleep on that game. That game might be a good one. Yep. Max, let's hear some USC talk from you, buddy. I so obviously you're right. I don't I don't think USC's defense is you know a, a full of studs, but they have enough guys. Like they always have solid D linemen. They have first team all conference predicted defensive linemen this year. They have second team all conference predicted defensive safety or corner. Like they have the people on defense to like hang. But I'm just I, I've just seen it so many times before where your defense can be bad and your offense can just carry you enough. Right, like, especially in the Pac-12, there's going to be so many cakewalk games for them that they only are really going to have to gear up for like three, four games. Right, like I've seen it so many times before. Like, I'm on. I think Caleb Williams can get the job done. I mean, we've seen it done in Oklahoma, and I think the Big 12 is probably significantly better than the Pac-12 will be this year. And he's playing against better competition. Um, I like Travis Dye coming over. Right, I think he he was solid at Oregon last year. Um, give him in a good offense. I think he's going to be even better. And I like Jordan Addison, right? Like Jordan Addison was the best yeah. for Kenny Pickett. And yeah. now he's going to be over here with Caleb Williams. And, and I guess I don't know how they're going to run the offense, but if it's similar to how they ran it last year, Jordan Addison's probably going to have like a thousand yards receiving because they're just going to throw him the ball all the time because they're just going to put Caleb Williams on space and dump some screens to die and chuck it, right? Like that's how they play. So they play in the big 12. And I think, it's going to fit them better, honestly, in the Pac-12. And I think, you know, with all the rumors, I do worry, you know, with all the rumors, oh, we're going to the Big Ten. There's really nothing for them to really worry about, right? Like, you don't need to win. You just want to win, right? You got the rest of it figured out. Some of these teams, like Oregon or Utah, right, they're out there to prove something. You got to want, like, if you're the Big 12, like, go win the Pac-12, and then, yeah, you can come to a conference, right? Like, maybe we'll want you in a conference. Obviously, there's more factors into it than just football and Wayne Congress, but like I could see some people having that mindset too. So that's the only thing that worries me about a little bit about USC, along with their defense. I don't think their defense is full of studs, but I think it's good enough that it can get the job done. So that's why I'm on USC. I think it's kind of just I'm just a big fan of those guys, and I think they can get the job done for them. Um, but I, like I said, I think Utah is also a very solid team, and like you guys are hyping up Oregon too. I think Oregon's also very solid. I just Bo Nix is just up and down, and I don't know if, like, Dan Lanning agreed, good coach. I don't know if he's the guy for Bo Nix, though. That's kind of – that's only my – that's where I kind of stray on Oregon. I, like, always liked Oregon. I don't think is him. I just think that's where I stray from them a little bit. Said I don't know if Bo Nix can be that guy for the whole year. And Fair enough. That, that's great points that you brought up. Um, so, my issue with USC is they're – very young on the defensive side. They do have all-conference preseason defensive players. 
I just don't buy into this idea that Caleb Williams is going to be able to sling it and they're going to put up 50 points every game and win. Because if we're being honest, this is a lot like Texas yes, is going to be this year. If not, this is exactly what Baylor and Art Bryles used to be like. They used to put up 70 points a game, but their defense just couldn't do anything. So they they are going to have to put up points and hope that their defense doesn't give up the same amount of points, if not more. Well, and I will say, like, Utah's got potentially the two best cornerbacks in that conference. So that is, like, uh, that's why I think Utah's going to be very solid. They got, like, two best cornerbacks potentially in that conference. They got a good D-line. And Oregon, too, like, you guys are having up Oregon. Oregon's got still got Noah Sewell. So, like, yeah, yeah. have that play caller in the middle of that defense kind of keeping everything going. And I like I like all three of those teams. I think I think we can all kind of agree those three are the top of the pack for sure. And the top of the pack in the pack. <laughs> nice job, man. <laughs> nice, nice um, Dad jokes? Uh, yeah. I think I, I just – I'm on USC a little bit more than I'm on Oregon. And I think having uh, – Utah was there last year, and they played in the Rose Bowl and everything. And I think – that USC Utah game in the Pac-12 championship would be a heck of a game, I think. But I'm just on USC a little bit more than Oregon. All right, and it'll be a great topic to talk about throughout the season for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, as we wrap things up as a whole, we can both agree, or all three of us, I guess, can agree that the ACC and Pac-12 basically have three, maybe four contenders for the conferences when it comes to championship material i think the acc probably has four but unfortunately one of them is in the same conference as a college football playoff contender so it kind of brings it down to three with clemson and nc state i think nc state just if they were in the other division it'd be a completely different story i think i would be talking about them being the favorite for the division but um yeah as we wrap things up we talked about the Pac-12. We talked about the ACC. We had some disagreements about new head coaches and success in the ACC with Virginia. Uh, <laughs> something that we're going to keep our eyes on with Max and Chase on the four and a half over under and conference wins for Virginia. First year head coach over there. Clemson is the heavy favorite in the Atlantic division for the ACC. We all agreed on that. I even threw out the idea that they could be potential playoff champions underdogs dark horse whatever you want to call it the team is legit i think they're gonna be able to bounce back from a bad year or a down year i mean they won 10 games you can't call that a bad year this is a down year for Dabo sweeney which is weird calling a 10 win season a down year as we wrap up coastal pit was chase and myself's favorite to win that division and Max, I think you had Miami. You believe in the first year head coach. Anything yes, you want to wrap up on that? I think I just think in the ACC, like we to all three of us kind of mentioned, I think we are big on Clemson. We're big on either Pitt or Miami. Everybody else has got some work to do. I think NC State can hang, but like Brock said, tough conference, man. Got to beat Clemson. And I don't, I don't think any of us think they can beat Clemson. Or even if they beat Clemson, I think they'd have some other silly losses that would ultimately harm them. But I think if there's a potential college football playoff team out of the ACC, I think we all agree it's Clemson. Um, I don't think it's any other teams even going to have a shot at the college football playoff. But, you know, ACC is potentially up for realignment. We don't know. But in terms of football, there's a lot of middle-of-the-pack teams. Nobody really stands out-out besides Clemson. And 
they still got work to do. So I think the ACC is going to be a, a dogfight all year for everybody in that conference. Yeah, and I would just kind of going off of that, guys. I think with these two conferences, obviously you got the top level teams, right? But I think we can all agree that after these, you know, three, four teams, I mean, it just falls off. Like I'm, I mean, I think the teams will be all right. I don't think they're really gonna do much damage in the conference. Like I think these top teams are just gonna beat up on the rest of the league for like both conferences, and that's just kind of what I think we all agree on there as well. Both conferences, honestly, are young when it comes to the programs as a whole. Because you got new coaches, uh, what, like four or five new head coaches in the ACC. You got a couple new head coaches or second-year head coaches in the Pac-12. I mean, these conferences are like they're they're brand new, basically. If you're looking at it, some coaches are older, but they're getting their start at a new program and building new programs like North Carolina. They're still developing that program. I think that program in a couple years could again be a threat to be a top 25 team in conference uh, champion contender. But um, any last remarks that you guys want to make before we end this podcast? I mean, I think, you know, we just talked about the ACC a little bit and then kind of with the PAC 12, we, you talked about it, Brock, I think we're either on, everybody's on Utah. So Utah is the group consensus favorite. And then we're either on USC or Oregon, and I think that's the top three teams, and everybody else is going to have to just beat up on each other, like you said. But I think that's kind of where we're all at for right now with these two conferences, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Brock, you want to lead us into what we're talking about next week? Yeah, next week we are hitting the other three Power Five conferences, the Big Dogs, SEC, Big Ten, and Big 12. It is definitely going to be a lot more – uh, disagreement probably next week because oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. the the three conferences are way more competitive compared to the Pac-12 and ACC. And not saying the ACC and the Pac-12 aren't fun to watch. It's just, if we're being honest, it's SEC and then a tie between the Big Ten and the Big 12, depending on the year. And then Pac-12 and ACC probably follow that depending on the year as well. We'll be talking about next week. Yeah, and like Brock said, we are going to be talking about those three topics next week. We're going to try to get our podcasts out on Tuesdays. You know, this is our first episode, so we are trying to grow this podcast. The three of us are just kind of maneuvering our way through this thing as many college football teams will be doing this year. But I think, you know, we appreciate everybody listening. Um, we're always open to feedback. If anybody's got any ideas segment ideas anything shoot it our way in our dms or comment in our instagram or twitter tweet us anything got a question tweet us we will answer that on the podcast too so if anybody's got any questions or anything let us know we appreciate y'all for listening we will see you next week 515 sports podcast max olson brock beerman and chase winterboer we will see y'all